Hello, I'm your host, Grayson Brulte. Welcome to another episode of SAE Tomorrow Today, a show about emerging technology and trends in mobility with the leaders, innovators, and strategists making it all happen. Today, I'm joined by Brian Stewart, Global Programming Engineering Manager at Cadillac Lyric. On today's episode, we'll discuss the launch of the Lyric, the company's first all-electric vehicle. We hope you enjoy this episode. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you, Grayson. Happy to be here. It's exciting to have you here because Cadillac's inventing the future. Cadillac's an iconic brand that you're now going through the course of electrifying. What was the inspiration behind the all-new electric Cadillac Lyric? Yeah, so there's a couple things really from an engineering perspective that we focused on as our inspiration for getting the Lyric out to the customer. One was there was a huge focus on really maintaining the concept vision. So we, we went through and developed the concept car and we, we did clinics and such to go and get feedback on that concept car and it, it really performed really well in the clinics that we saw. So it was very important for us to stay very close to that concept and we were able to do that. The, if you were to now go back and look at the, the concept and compare it to the production version, you would see that there's they're almost identical. So that was one of the, the key things that we were focused on, as well as the second thing is through Cadillac, we had Cadillac requirements, which we were going through almost component by component in the entire car, not Lyric specifically, but Cadillac as a whole, because we're really focused on elevating the brand now. So we wanted to go through every little detail to really work on elevating each product and each component so that it's, it's that just the next level that our luxury customers expect. You paid a lot of attention to detail throughout the vehicle, but you paid homage to Cadillac's heritage. When you open the door, you hit the ducks. Yes. That was well done. Yes, we did want to have some fun with the car too. If you open the door and look at the side of the instrument panel, you'll see that there's some ducks there. We're, that's a play from the old Cadillac badge in where there are merlets or the ducks that you can see on the badge itself. This is one of the Easter eggs within the vehicle that we, we did go and have fun with as we were developing this vehicle. You're following in the footsteps of the Walt Disney Company throughout a lot of their products and movies. They put hidden Mickeys, and there's a whole group of fans that try and find the hidden Mickeys, whether in the movies or at Disney World. You did a lot of other things. I want to highlight some of the coolest things that you did right on the Cadillac Lake from engineering perspective. The coffee mug feature. That's brilliant because you're trying to put a coffee mug in a normal, oh, can't get the handle, have to get a specialized mug. How, was that through a focus group or how did that come about? Because to me, it's like, it's common sense. Why was that just so done well? Yeah, and, and Grayson, that's exactly it. Uh, nobody will ever understand the level of detail that went into developing this car. And that that's one example of it. So the, we, we had market research that, that said, hey, people carry coffee mugs sometimes. It's not always just your stand up standard cup that you might get through a drive-through or, or wherever. So design was really focused on making it look very beautiful, which they, they did. So we, we had to come up with a concept that allowed our design studios to do what they wanted to do 
while also making sure we were accommodating what our customers wanted. So we found this trade-off where the little center of the cup holders, you can push it down if you have a mug and a mug will fit in there. And if not, you can push a little button and it will pop right back up and, and it will highlight the design with the chrome trims around the cup holder and, and the wood panel next to it. It, it looks beautiful. It's practical. I'm the guy. I drop my daughter off for school. I bring a coffee mug, an old-fashioned coffee mug, and going around the corner, I have to pick the coffee mug up to, <laughs> to try not to get it spin. You've solved that problem. And before you get in the vehicle, another thing Cadillac did right, the lighting. When you approach the vehicle, you have this beautiful lighting array that to me says, welcome. W welcome to the Cadillac experience. How did the team design that welcoming lighting experience? Yeah, so a lot of effort went into that as well. And it's doing exactly what you said. I'm glad you noticed it because it's it's a highlight of our car. So when, when you go to approach the car, it will do exactly that. It will welcome you. It will go through a, a choreographed display with the lighting that will go through a sequence of lighting activities in both the front and the rear, as well as it's going to be welcoming you to the car, making sure your seat's in the right position and getting it all set up for you. It went through a lot of hours with a lot of engineers and with the entire studio to make that all right. So we, we focused on things as far as, okay, which lights do we want to do? Turn on when? How bright should they be? How are we going to sequence it to the front, to the rear? There, there was a lot of thought that went into this over many, many months to get it to where it's at today. And then on the rear of the vehicle, there's practical lights. There's a light that goes below the trunk area where you put your foot under, it opens up. You're using lighting practical. How did that come about? Yeah, that's actually a technology that's been around for a, a little bit, but we know that customers, especially in the rear, if you, if you have kids or if you have groceries or whatever, if your hands are full, that light will be highlighted on the ground for you so you can actually just use your foot to to kick and it will open the the rear end of the car so that you can put whatever you need into the back from an engineering perspective is there a sensor under there that can detect the foot or how is that done yeah there's a there's a module and the the light is actually part of the sequence so it, it can detect when the foot passes through that light and that's how it knows to go and activate the lift gate Brilliant. And we get to put the put the groceries in, in the vehicle, put the kids in the back. You're getting ready to drive. You're going down the road. And in normal cars, you hear all this noise. But in the Cadillac Lyric, you have AKG speakers in the headsets, which helps reduce that noise. Is that part of the, if you want to call it the Cadillac vision, the Cadillac experience? Yeah. So this this is a luxury vehicle. So we, we have 19 AKG speakers throughout the car. The Lyric, it was really targeting when you're inside of the vehicle that it's a luxury space and in the driver's seat and as well as the other seats you'll have this whole immersive surround sound experience so not only do you have the premium brand brand of akg but those speakers are also working with sensors that we have on the car for advanced active noise cancellation so we have accelerometers on the car that will go and listen to road noise and it will use the speaker system to actually improve the interior cabin space so it, it's much more quiet it's much it's much more quiet from an economic standpoint you did a bang up job it's it's got a sixty thousand dollar 
price tag on it. When you compare it to other electric vehicles, it's a bargain for all the luxury that you're getting inside of the Cadillac Lyric. How did the Cadillac team arrive at such an incredible price point? Yeah, so we, we really wanted to hit at the heart of the luxury market, um, which is the midsize SUV market. We were looking to place the 60000 price tag at a range that could be affordable to that luxe market, the, mid, the midsize SUV. And by doing so, we wanted to make sure that we could get the technology that we wanted in there. We, we wanted to make sure we could get the design that we wanted in there, but we also wanted to appeal to that very large market. So it was important to us to target that customer space there without going to higher price point in which maybe we wouldn't be able to get to that broader audience. You have the technology in there. You have you have Super Cruise, and now you're not nickel and diming your customers. The only upgrade of options are larger tires and wheels. You're giving the customer for the base price the primo vehicle. To me, that's important. But why was that decision made? Yeah, it makes, this is Cadillac's first EV, right? And it, and we want to point out to our customers and let them feel that this is going to be the future of what. Cadillac is offering. So yes, we we it has to have the technology that these customers expect, and and so yes, we wanted Super Cruise on the the vehicle. We wanted the large thirty three inch curved LED screen. When you're in the vehicle, there's all kinds of technology, and it was just very important to us um, to have that for this market. I, and I hear it all the time that people are are saying wow, you're really getting a lot for what you're purchasing this for, and you are. And it just goes to show what we're able to offer at Cadillac. And on top of that, you have the all-glass panoramic roof. Well, well done on that front. Putting this together, I'm thinking to myself, why was the Lyric chosen to be the first all-electric Cadillac? Was this Cadillac making a statement moment? This is the future of the brand. This is where we're going. Yeah, and... And again, it was really that the brand is going all electric and this was really targeting the heart of that lux luxury market. So we, we wanted to appeal to customers that were really looking for that exceptional midsize luxury S SUV, regardless of whether it was a EV or a traditional gas engine. So this is why the Lyric was chosen to be the initial vehicle that was going electric. Is there, are you also trying to get a younger demographic? I'm basing that on on the design. The design seems to me that would appeal to a, a younger crowd than your traditional Cadillac customer. Yeah, so the honestly, the intent was not to target uh, age or demographic. It was really to highlight this segment and, and that desires the latest technology and they aspire for luxurious and a high tech lifestyle that fits their lifestyle. While we were not really targeting younger customers, what the early data that we're seeing is that we're, we actually are, we're, we're seeing a lot more customers that were not previous Cadillac owners and, and we are seeing customers that are younger in age. So while that was not the goal when we started out on this, we are seeing that trend that that's um, what we're seeing through the customers that we're getting right now. 
for those the younger demographic, it's a beautifully designed car. It's a luxury car. It's a statement piece. You roll up to a valet or you roll to a friend's house. It's a statement piece. It's something to talk about. It's something for that owner of that vehicle to be proud of, which raises the question, how important is this vehicle to the future of Cadillac? It's incredibly important to Cadillac. It, the Lyric is the first Cadillac leading the way for going to our all-electric future by 2030. And it, it demonstrates what you can expect from all Cadillacs in the future. So it's incredibly important for us to get this right, which I believe we did. And it's incredibly important for us to get this out to the market so they can see what's to come. You got it right. And you made an appearance on Jay Leno's garage. And, and Mr. Leno stated the following after he drove the vehicle. It's really quiet. It's really smooth. It's what a Cadillac is supposed to be. I want to repeat what Mr. Leno said. It's really quiet. It's really smooth. It's what a Cadillac is supposed to be. This sums up the Cadillac brand. What was your impression? You're there with Mr. Leno on the set in the vehicle with him. What was your impression when he made that statement? I was glad to hear it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Cadillac's all about luxury and being quiet and a smooth ride plays right into what people expect of luxury. Honestly, with with being in engineering for many years, there there is a easy tendency to want to go and design a vehicle that will appeal to all types of customers. With the Lyric, we, we did not do that. We were very focused on what a luxury customer would want in a vehicle. For example, with a electric vehicle, you get instantaneous torque. We could have put more emphasis on speed, right? With that instantaneous torque, you can do that. But we didn't want to do that. We wanted to make sure that we, we had that smooth, ride when you hit the accelerator it's an ev so it's still fun you still have that instantaneous torque but we wanted to be on the luxury end where it is more smooth and it, it's not meant to be a race car for example and, I, and so it was it was i was happy to hear that jay picked up on that and and could actually feel that while he was driving Smooth is the brand. My father was a, was a, ca a Cadillac owner, several Cadillacs, and we'd ride in the vehicles. Kids, they were smooth. Like, that's what Cadillac was known for: as a smooth, comfortable ride. And you're you're getting there. And for our listeners that are interested in the Cadillac Lyric, I highly recommend you check out Brian's uh, episode appearance on Jay Leno's Garage. Brian did a a wonderful job. It's a great way to learn about the vehicle. And and during your ride uh, with Mr. Leno. He highlighted his fanciness for the variable regenerative braking paddle. He really liked the feature. How does that feature work? And how would you describe to a listener saying, okay, I know what regenerative braking is, but how do the paddles work? Yeah, so there's there's a paddle and it's actually one of my favorite features on the car. So on the left side of the steering wheel, there's a pressure sensitive paddle. And as you pull it harder, you will get more regenerative braking. As you let go of it, it will start to let go of the car. So the more you pull it, the more regen braking you get and the less, the less you get. And to me, it's perfect because now you have control of exactly how you want to use the, the regen braking. There, we do still have the one pedal driving. There's many customers that much prefer that 
But to me, this is perfect because you give customers options. If you like the one pedal driving, then great, go use the one pedal driving. If you're a customer like myself that really likes to have more control, you can use the paddle and, and use it when and how you want to. So it's a really cool feature that we have in the car. It's the best of both worlds. For example, if, if you want to drive personally on the highway, you can drive. If not, you can turn on Super Cruise on a designated highway. You're, you're giving your customers the ability to choose. Another thing I want to point out inside the Lyric buttons. There was an emphasis on buttons compared to where other electric vehicles are shutting buttons. But Cadillac said, no, we like buttons. Was that from historical Cadillac customers that like buttons? Was that feedback you got? Or did the Cadillac design team just say, buttons are awesome. We're putting buttons in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this was another area that we put a lot of thought into. The research shows that customers do still prefer some hard controls, while we also know that many uh, people are getting used to more virtual controls with iPads and and everything else out there. I, I've, I've seen my kids when they were little, they would actually go and try to swipe at the TV. People are just getting so <laughs> used to having that in their life. But we do know that there are many people that still prefer to have some physical buttons. So for example, the HVAC controls, typically people want to have those right at their fingertips so that they can quickly go and switch to heat or cool or change the temperature without having to go through a bunch of screens to get to where they want. Another one is volume. Most of the time people want to be able to adjust volume very quickly. If it's too loud or too soft or if their favorite song comes on, they want to blast it with our AKG speaker system, they can do that quickly. And, and, and that was one that we know was important to people. So we actually have redundant buttons. So we have a volume control on the multifunctional controller that's in the center console. And we also have a volume button that's on the steering wheel. So it's right at your fingertips. So a, a lot of thought went into which buttons should be hard buttons and which buttons could be more virtual. It's convenience. There's no other way to describe it. It's pure convenience. Yes, luxury. And then you don't have to get the situation where the, the child's tr uh, on the TV trying to move it. Daddy, no. <laughs> this is right. not working. No, we Cadillac <laughs> has buttons. Push the button. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Another big differentiating factor is the Lyric doesn't have a frunk. Why? Yeah, so this is uh, a question that comes up uh, frequently. And honestly, this is another area that we put a lot of thought into. With a frunk, it takes up space under the hood. And we know that there's many customers that do not like to open their hood. So we chose instead to put a 19.2 kilowatt uh, onboard charger into the underhood area. And what that allows you to do is have one of the fastest at-home charging speeds uh, that's out there. But not only in addition to that, we, we also put a big focus on maximizing the space in the traditional rear cargo view room for the customer. So we, we, if you have the seats down, you have over 60 cubic feet of space in there. And then we also have the underfloor storage and if you watch the Jay Leno episode, I think he commented on that as well. We, 
the, the cargo shade, we have a spot for that. There's a, a deep compartment there that you have space for. If you wanna put your charge cord in there, if you wanna put groceries in there, there was a lot of space in there. So we chose to really maximize the, the space in the traditional areas of the vehicle for the customer to use versus um, the upfront frunk that some people love and some people never use. But it goes back to what I stated earlier with convenience. You're allowing that individual at home to charge faster. You're eliminating stress. Is the vehicle going to charge? Is the vehicle going to charge? You're helping to eliminate and transition those individuals over to an all-electric future. So you have the onboard charger. Let's combine that with rapid charging. What advantages does that give the vehicle? Yeah, so the rapid charging, it's one of the transition points for the EV market is, is charging as a whole. So many people that have not transitioned to EVs yet, they, there's some hesitation to EVs because they don't understand it all yet. And, and they're worried that they can't do what they want to do with it. So having the rapid charging enables the customers to do more of what they want when they want. So at home, you can do the very fast charging or you can do the more traditional charging. But again, it gives the customer options so that when you're at home, if you need needed to traditionally have the vehicle just charged in or plugged in for short periods of time, you could go for that higher end charging scenario where you can go faster. Otherwise, you can get a more traditional unit that would charge overnight and you can, it's, it's again good with the you can program it to start when you want you can program it to only charge up to a certain point you have complete control of how you want to do with that then in addition if you were away from home you still have the option to go to the dc high-speed chargers that can charge up to a, a 190 kilowatts um, so you can really get more charge to your vehicle very quickly the technology that made the Lyric possible, makes it charging possible, is the Ultium platform. GM's Ultium platform is game-changing. Is that a strategic competitive advantage for the Cadillac brand by having that Ultium battery in there? Yeah, so the, the Ultium, um, I guess from two perspectives. One, from the overall brand it, it, it offers us a ton of flexibility between different brands or different models. So with it being modular, you can go anywhere from the Lyric that we're seeing here with 12 module battery up to uh, anything to, for example, a, a Hummer that also is using the Ultium platform as well as with uh, drive units that also plays into it. But for the Lyric specifically, it does a lot for us. It's integrated right into the body structure under the seating space of the occupants. So by having it integrated into the, into the structure and with the mass being low, you have your low center of gravity, you have your near 50-50 weight distribution. It, it allows you to not have 
um, what we would call the tunnel that goes through the center of the car. It's a flat floor because we, we don't need any kind of drivetrain running to the rear axle of the car with the Altium platform. So it really offers a lot of advantages, not only from a design perspective, but also from a performance perspective. I'm going to go in the Wayback Machine, put an Ultium battery in a Cadillac 60. That would be something else. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a great throwback car to probably end up in the movies. <laughs> There's this great technology in the Lyric. You've optimized charging. You optimized the battery designs with the Ultium battery. What type of range will the Cadillac Lyric be able to achieve? We've already got EPA certified for a 312 mile range with the Lyric rear wheel drive. 312? That's a healthy range. How did you come to that range? Is that where you sat down with customers, potential customers, where you that said, okay, once we're over 300, range anxiety starts to go away and that's what we're going to aim for? How did you arrive at the 312 number? Yeah, so the, the 312 number was more of a sweet spot. So again, within this space, we know that our customer research shows that our average US driver commutes around 40 miles per day. So we also know that we needed to balance our range, our price and other features so that we could do two things. One, that we'll have a vehicle that is beneficial or, or wanted by our customers for their everyday commute. But we also know that there, there is this range anxiety out there. So with our research, we had seen that 300 miles is where people that have not been involved or in EVs previously, they, they start to feel much more comfortable with that amount of range. We, we could have gone more but then that would have took the price up as well, right? So as we want to do more range, then we need a bigger battery. A bigger, bigger battery usually drives bigger components, which all uh, adds to the cost of the vehicle. So we were really looking to hit that sweet spot of the daily commute as well as being able to handle the range anxiety that some of our new, newer EV customers may have. You hit in my opinion, you hit the sweet spot. You're at the $60,000 price point, which is a very good price point for the market. You're over 300 miles of range. To me, that's the sweet spot. You have a great interior, great audio, fun lighting. You've got the ducks hidden there. I got to highlight the ducks because it was well done on that. <laughs> it, it putting it together, it says Cadillac cares about this product. It cares about the Lyric. You're paying attention to the little details and you're creating the ultimate product for the Cadillac customer. And Brian, in your opinion, what is the future of the Cadillac brand? The, so the, the future is, is pretty simple. It's, it's going to be all electric. It's coming. I, an all electric future for Cadillac is an all electric future for GM and an all electric future for the world. And as we look to wrap up this insightful conversation, what would you like our listeners to take away with them? Yeah, so I, I'm hoping this conversation really gets People as excited for Cadillac electric future as, as I am. The automotive industry, it, it's really going through a huge transformation right now, right before our eyes. And the Lyric is really helping lead the way. If, if, if any of the listeners, if they have not had a chance to 
get into the uh, lyric yet, then I encourage them to do so. Luxury will be the first thought that ent enters their mind as they sit in the vehicle. And, and then, I mean, better yet, if they can go and actually drive the lyric, then they'll much better understand the conversation we had here related to um, the ride and handling and the smoothness that um, even Jay picked up on. So combine that with the price, and, and I'm confident that this is a, a vehicle that's going to be a hit in the market. It's a vehicle that will be, will be a hit because the vehicle is well-designed, it's well-manufactured, you have the Ultium battery in there. Because today is tomorrow, tomorrow is today, and the future is Cadillac. Brian, thank you so much for coming on SAE Tomorrow Today. Thank you so much, Grayson. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to SAE Tomorrow Today. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please kindly rate, review, and let us know what topics you'd like for us to explore next. Be sure to join us next week as we speak with Sarah Oleksak, Senior Manager of Electrification Transportation at Duquesne Light Company. She'll talk about DLC's community charging plan, their plan to electrify their fleet, and the future of electric mobility and what the impact will have on Western Pennsylvania. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.